This is Kieran Murphy, the founder and presenter of the Across the Four Lakes podcast. Sean Murphy to John Murphy. This is Connor Lawler. This could be the icing on the cake. Second goal for Carlo. And surely now they're into the Leinster semi-final. At the, at the end of the day, you ask players to do a job. And no matter what we do, say, we can be called great lads now and we have the team moving. We haven't been moving. It's the players that do it. We can't train. Carlo have restarted quickly. Long ball sent into that inside forward line. Oh, and it's broken for James Doyle. Goal chance for Carlo and they've taken it. On the Across the Four Lakes podcast, I have the honour to talk to one of Carlo's finest ever hurlers. He has played in Croke Park on at least four occasions, winning Christie Ring and Joe McDonough Cup finals. Last year, he stepped down from inter-county hurling. There was no fanfare, no publicity. One minute he was there, the next, David English wasn't. I asked him why he made the decision he did. Look, David, I was talking to you at the launch of the Carlo Hurling Championship there recently. I know you didn't play the county hurling this year, and I was hoping that it was probably a, just a year away from the game to do whatever you had to do with your injuries and that kind of stuff. And so, as it turned out, you confirmed to me that you were hired from the county hurling. You've had a wonderful career. Can you explain why, uh, why you've come to that decision? Well, look, I suppose it's, it's not a decision anyone takes lightly. Um, I've been lucky to be there for those good years, you know, and because in the last couple of years we've had fantastic success over, under Colin Bonner. Um, so it wasn't an easy decision, but I suppose it comes to the day where you have to you have to look at it and say, right, the time commitment is is where it is now at county level. Um, every year the body's been pushed that little bit further. Um, there's a bit more being asked yet. And it's not, it's not anyone's fault, it's not the management's fault, that's just the way that the GA has sort of evolved over the last couple And I suppose I was I was getting sort of busier here, um, we do a bit of farming and stuff like that, and I had numerous sort of weddings coming up, and I had sort of said to myself, I evaluated everything and I just said, no, I said, probably now's the time to step away. So, like, we, I think we got knocked out by Westmead last year in the John McDonough and Carlo and I was walking off the pitch that day. I had been on my mind and I walked off the pitch that day and I just said, yeah, I think that was probably the time. And did you talk to anybody about it? Did you talk to your family? Like, your, your family are great hurling people, your your uncle and your father. Yeah, um, well, I had, I suppose, um, I had said it, but everyone says, I know he's only missing. Um, nobody actually thought it. And yeah. in fairness, my father, James, didn't actually believe that I was going to do it <laughs> first ball was thrown in in the Welsh Cup and I wasn't on the field <laughs> until the last minute I go back in but even I spoke to my fiance about it and I don't think she even believed me as well so yeah I, look I met I met with Tommy um, in the Lower Bangle as a sort of review Tommy Mullally that is Tommy Mullally yeah, yeah the, and, uh, the current Carlin manager yeah and we were kind of reviewing the year just gone and I sort of I just said it to him then I said look I'm going to step away and but there was no problems at all he, he he wished me the very best and I went out and I rang, I rang my fiance and I said, uh, yeah, look, that's it. She's she kind of said, uh, I didn't believe you wanted to do it. So. Yeah, you better, uh, you better tell me who your fiance is. So is she, is she local? And what's her name? Uh, 
Yeah, she's, she's walking, yeah. She's from Gorge Bridge, so only oh, yeah, 10 minutes away from me. Yeah, that's hurling country as well, like, you know. <laughs> so there's a little running debate which, which, side the, which side of the river the kids are going to play hurling on. <laughs> You're thinking that far ahead, are you, good man? Yeah, I'm just trying to look at course at the family gatherings and stuff. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm maintaining Carlo. <laughs> and uh, look, you're still in the army, are you? Because you, you mentioned uh, farming there. Yeah, yeah, so I'm still in the army. I had actually, I had left it for three years. Uh, yeah, I resigned back in 2020 there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, ba- I'm based up in the corridor at the minute with, uh, with the engineers. Yeah, you're an amazing man there. You've, you've all these decisions, and these are all major decisions in your life, but you, you take them and you get on with it, no looking back. Uh, I suppose um, you, can, you can look back at them after, and you can yeah. kind of look. I, I spent an awful lot of years not doing anything, you, you know. I spent a lot of years... Um, just, just playing hurling and you know one year drifted into the next and I never really went travelling as such and never okay. Okay. did anything like that I never did the J1 never went to Australia mm. so I just said ah look time to start making a few decisions and start doing something that I wouldn't have done before you know okay I remember talking to you after you had won a minor final it's Yonks now down on, on the pitch and the band was there and we couldn't hear each other we had to do the interview again and um Look, you were on the start of a very, very, a great career. You know, there's, you know, there's nothing in Carlo that you haven't achieved. Maybe apart from not winning the senior hurling championship medal, but you've, you've achieved everything else. You've won a minor. You've won an under twenty one. Under twenty one, it was at the time. I think I remember yourself and Marty Cavan having a shootout for Ballon the Killing in Saint Mullins in the under twenty one game. It was, a, it was a riveting night that night. I can't remember who won it. I'm sure you remember that night quite well because you were the leading scores by far for both for Ballinkin and Ed Mullins. Yeah, um, I suppose with the minor, uh, it, it was the first bit of success I had with the club. Uh, unfortunately, we never won anything up until that. Uh, under 12, 14, 16, never won anything. And um, got to plenty of B finals as they were back then. Um, so if you didn't make the, the top four, you went into a B final and lost all them, I think. Um, so never actually won anything with Bannon up until the minor and like that's that's probably one of my fondest memories on the hurling field is winning that because it was my first county title um, you know and I was lucky enough to be my captain for it and I had a fantastic bunch of lads around me and we had grown up together and to kind of taste that bit of success when you're of that age when it can sink in properly um, it was just massive for us and, and then as I said to go on then and went down the country one a couple of years later with the same group um, it was just fantastic, um, but really that 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 senior medal is the is the one that we're really all after. And like if if I, I'd give away everything I've won so far to win one, like oh, definitely without without yeah. Like and I see the joy it brings and the like like some Leinster and Sam Mullins and Nate Breed when they won it a few years ago. And you know I remember the Michael teams there that were going well in the noughties as well. And you know that's what it's all about senior final day. Um, like we won one, we won that minor on senior final day. I think Rangers won it that day, um, and a good friend of mine, uh, um, Edward Byrne, was playing that day as a young lad. And I won the minor, and he was going out and playing the senior. And I said to myself, "Yeah, that's that's exactly what I want, you know." Yeah. Um, so without a doubt, I'd give away everything just to win one. Yeah, I funnily enough, I think I've even said it on this podcast to other players as well who express similar sentiments. James Clark, the old Lachlan goalkeeper who has won senior football championship medals, he would say maybe six months later he'd be driving down the road somewhere and the next minute the thought of having won that, that 
county championship title would come to him and he just slapped the he just slapped the the, the, the car there with you know, with joy it was something that comes back to him even six months later and you've art, you've articulated that very well yourself yeah, to yeah. talking about it. Yeah, like these are the these are the memories that you'll have forever. Any any time that you get the kindness to silverware, that's what it's all about. That's yeah. what the GDA is about. And it's about bringing it's not only for a group of players and the management involved, but like for us to, to, to bring a county title back to Ballinkillen, to the, the village of Ballinkillen. Um, not only Ballinkillen, but Fenna and Cadavan County all, like everyone that's involved with Ballinkillen, it's just been massive. But like words can't even describe what it mean to win one. Yeah, do you remember Ballinkillen winning one? As a as a youngster yourself, I do. Yeah, I remember all along. Yeah, did like, the beat did the beat Rangers that day, or was that was that was that what was that two thousand four? No, it was Rangers. It was Rangers. Andrew Gall had an almighty game. He scored a couple of points that day. That man match. It was an absolutely terrible day. It was it was rain and cats and dogs. Um, I was actually in under where we did interview last night in the little supermax. Down beside the tunnels, we were playing a half time. So we have to, we we got to get on and have our day in the rain and then go back in afterwards to our to our mothers and try and get dried off and and um, get into dry clothes and then yeah the one that got wet again and needed and went back home and changed clothes again and then we took the money and came to the hall and just, yeah I, I remember it well it was it was, it was a great day yeah well funny enough that you said yeah Ballinkin had beat Rangers that was Rangers first defeat in the senior final they went on and lost another in 2003 and 2005 before they won their, their first in 2006 you could see indirectly Ballinkin had created a monster there for beating Rangers in these finals and making them more determined than ever to win one they had also lost as Ballin Murphy as well yeah yeah look it, it just goes to show that when you're hurting from losing so many finals, it, it can work as a motivator. Like we we hope to push on from twenty twenty. It didn't really work out from for us. And mm-hmm. as you can see, that that was the final you were beaten in by Rangers, was it? Yeah, yeah, Rangers Rangers bet as as well in twenty twenty. It was it was the COVID final, as we're going to call it. That played behind closed doors. And look, we we thought we'd push on and and we'd get better again. But look, that that sport. Um, you're, you're up some years or down the next you, you, uh, definitely you never have the same panel two years in a row um, lads might step away lads might get injured uh, lads might decide just not to play anymore so I think if you're if you're given an opportunity and you, you get to a final and you have a chance of success you really have to take it yeah I was going to talk to you about the Cardinals in the Hurley Championship uh, later on but listen we, we'll continue with, with that trend of the conversation now who, who have you got in the first round? Michael that's a massive game for body. Probably ourselves and Meister have probably been on a level playing field for the last couple of years. We're trying to we're trying to really compete with, with Rangers and St Mullins and I would even say that Bangor Sound have probably taken a step further, you know, they're after since they've come back up from intermediate, they're really after pushing on. So like ourselves and Meister are trying to get our act together and trying to make a push, you know, so it's it's the vital two points that are on offer here straight away in the first round. You know, in previous years if you had if you had a Rangers or Sam Mullins who were off the back of a county title, you'd say, well, you know, you know it'd be great just to get two pints off. But, like, this this is doggy dog now at this stage. You need, you need those two pints, um, seeing as, like, we are probably on a level playing field, if you know what I mean. Absolutely. And you, had all, you brought in all Larkin there, the Kilkenny great last year. I thought possibly that was going to be the X factor. And this year, my should have brought in right up Robbie Foley. We all know Robbie, Robbie Foley doesn't need any um, introduction to Carla Hurling. 
but uh, they have Charlie Carter in now as well as a coach so something something there, is, there has to be an X factor there somewhere for both he, for one or both he, and something is going to have to give I'd imagine at some stage yeah exactly um, like, you have an all star kind of management line there on both sides Charlie Carter and Larkin won numerous titles with Kilkenny and in fairness Robbie is probably one of the most decorated hurlers of Carlo there's, there's absolutely no shortage of experience there um, look I suppose at the end of the day the management teams can put into place what they want and try and they want in the team but it's the 15 players and subs that come on and the pitch that, that have to make it happen and you can talk about game plans and you can work on things in training but as, as you probably find in Carlo once you come into the Carlo Championship and teams know each other and things start getting tight game plans can go to win the fairly quick so I suppose it's about it's more about being able to adapt and overcome the what's coming to you on the pitch. It's easy to head off down the country and, and play some team that doesn't know you and you know it's a nice loose game of hurling but unfortunately when you come to Carlo and with everyone knowing everyone else and what they're at and with phones and everything these days you get to see other games happening, practice games even, you know, Yorks that get recorded so look everyone knows what everyone else is at so to be honest I think it's all about adapting and overcoming what comes to you on the day. Okay, okay, this will part of that, that Carlo City Hurling Championship for the moment. But listen, um, the number six jersey, you made that jersey your own for your club and for, for the county. And looking at the inter county, you did have some disappointments. You lost some league finals before you eventually won a Christie, before you won a league final. Then you went on and won a Christie Ring final. You won a John McDonough Cup final. And you were number six there in, in all three matches. It's your own jersey, really, until you retired, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I don't know, really. Um, I suppose I was wondering that myself for over a few years. You know, I suppose the different managers that came in over, over the years all kind of wanted me to play a different way. And maybe it was just the way that I was able to adapt. Like John Myler wanted me to play as a, as a playmaker and sort of centre-back and come out with the ball and hand it off. And Pat English wanted me to sweep and... Colin Bonner wants me back defending and I suppose in my last year then with uh, Tom Mullally I actually played a good bit midfield so it's probably the, the one year that I got moved out um, but I, I don't really know maybe it's it's, um, it's just not yeah. change but I just, just wanted to stick with the same thing yeah, but you have a lovely touch there. You know, you have a lovely feel for a ball like that. You can't sort of train for that. You can improve it, but it's something that you had naturally. Would you accept that? Yeah, I suppose, yeah. I suppose it's often been said to me, yeah, that I was fairly, fairly good on the ball and fairly able to calm myself down when I was on the ball and able to distribute it. So, yeah, that probably has something to do with it, all right. Listen, looking at the um, Christie Ring final and the John McDonough Cup finals to play in Croke Park, but I think you played in Croke Park before that with the Shinty team, did you? Yeah, I played Shinty and um, Railway Cup. Uh, of course, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I was delighted. I was looking to play in Croke Park a few times, uh, which is exactly what you want to do as a kid growing up. So, yeah, in, in fairness, I was blessed to be selected for the Shinty and, and Railway Cup and then, then to find it better with Carlo was brilliant. The, the two finals Christy Ring yeah Joe which was the most memorable for you or is that a fair question well sure it's the first one it's the Christy Ring and you know get, getting to go up the steps of the home and sure it's exactly what you dream of when you're like um, and we had a fantastic day like everything just clicked for us on the day you couldn't have, you couldn't have wrote the script for it you know and just being able to do that bring the bit of silverware back go back to Shamrock Square there in Carlow 
going into Carpenters meeting yourself, meeting the likes of Leo McGough, meeting all the supporters that were, were around with us all year, the groups of supporters that follow the hurling is pretty small and getting get just to share that with them people, like uh, first bit of real proper success we've had outside of the league, you know, so it, it was it was just fantastic. And like then then the Joe McDonough and like you're beating the teams that the Westmeads and Antrims, the teams that you want to be beating at, that's the level. Let's say talk about a call it call it touch and cup, call it what you want to. There is a level down for a carnival when you're on top at that division. I, is it, is, am I fair in saying it? Is it as such division two? It's it's not the, the elite level, but you're, you're the next level down and you aspire to that elite level the whole time. But you're beating the teams that uh, that had beaten you before as well. The team where you had created rivalries against the Westmead and Antrims, maybe it's a better way of saying it. Oh, yeah, there, there is a fair few shoes rivalries. Um, Westmead, Antrim, Kerry, um, they're probably the three. Leash sort of moved ahead of us there for a few years. Like, any time we played them, it was always big hits. There was definitely a rivalry has instilled there among those group of teams, which is brilliant. You know, it, it's great to be able to go out and play competitive games like that. And look, you would call a spade a spade. It probably is a Division Two tier. But having said that, there's absolutely no point in Carlo going up and trying to play at the top tier and getting hammered day in day out and it does absolutely nothing for anybody and it is a probably a bit of a problem with the, the tiered system is that teams do go up they don't get a chance to try and evolve and try try and get in lads and get them used to playing the faster style of hurling the division one style the Lee McCarthy style of hurling and unfortunately they just end up the oil one up and down so like it's a fantastic competition we, we got our days up in Crow Park which were absolutely brilliant we got up to Lee McCarthy. We were competitive there for a year. Like we gave Galway an awful run over in Salt Hill. I was going. That was a that was a magnificent day, and there was a lot of Carlow people went up that day. And it, it if I remember rightly, the sun was shining. You gave them a lot before they pulled away from you in the end. Yeah, yeah, and, and like we were we were bitterly disappointed at the end when the final whistle went because we felt we, we could have took something out of that. So um, you had beaten them yeah. in the league, hadn't you? Or you know you had drawn with them. You drew with them in the league. Marty got a, a great point that day out on on the left hand side into the uh, end of the ground. Like that was a pressure point. Yeah, exactly. And you know that's that's one of the fonder days again as well. You know, and I suppose um, it shows where we wanted to go. That like we, we drew a goal with that way that day, and people were celebrating. But we as a team felt that we should have won it, and we felt the same up in Salt Hill that day. We felt we could have got more over. Mentioned the managers, they all brought something to your development as a as a player and as a team. Who would you say had the most influence? Bearing in mind, you know, Colin Bonner was there what five years? But they all brought something in fairness. Don Myler, in fairness to him, he, he made me captain for a season. And I was young lad at the time and never expected it. But Rangers were going well and um, they were away from the setup and I think I was twenty one or twenty two and he made me captain for the year. So that that was brilliant, getting that experience at that age. Then like uh, Pat English came in, of course, an uncle of mine, the, the, a mind for Hurland that I've yet to see match. Very astute and everything he does, his training, he's very meticulous. I'd love, love to be able to play under him as manager again. He's a selector with Barrington this year. Um, then you had, you know, Colin Bonner came in, had, had a long, long time there, an absolutely fantastic man manager. Brilliant, I thought. Probably one of the best I played under. Just he had a way, with it, way, with it, way about him. He was able to talk to the lads, getting to do getting to buy into what he was doing had a fantastic self around him and then of course you had um, Tom Mullally whose record is 
phenomenal, you know, at, mm. at, at club level he's, he's done absolutely everything there is to do. And that was probably another factor why I said on another year to play under Tom was just when I heard that he was coming on and Christy Keeley was coming on, I said, yeah, I, I, I may I play under these guys and see what's what's what, you know, because mm. they've heard so much about him and they've been so successful everywhere they went. Yeah, it was a pity that last year, because the Joe McDonough was a, a shortened competition, wasn't it? It was, yeah, um, right. I think it was two teams, three teams in each group, and you had two matches in the top two and did to a final, so there wasn't the same number of games. You And fully putting me on the spot there now, I can't remember how many league games did you have? Did you have a full league even that year? Oh, it's amazing. I was talking to somebody else about that today, and we were, it's amazing the way you remember something that happened 20 years ago, but you can't remember something that happened last year. No, no, but I suppose it, the last couple of years there's been so much happening, changing, and farmers yeah. started to keep up with it. I, I think it geez, I think it was a full league serves me right yeah I remember going up to down alright exactly yeah, yeah so that, it must that, have been that must have been days, but yeah. <laughs> it was yeah the bully you that day alright listen we're, we're wrapping up here you're going training in a few minutes listen just short questions who was the best player outside the county that you played against uh, T.J. Reid without a doubt you didn't even have to think oh. about it no no anyone asked me it's always the same I didn't care though uh, and Carlo. Yeah, and Barry, mind you, could be coming up against him now over the next few weeks. <laughs> Maybe you want to be a bit. <laughs> yeah, but of course. As, well, as a chap, um, Brendan Lawler, uh, I always had to mark him or Barry Lawler, Barry Lawler, yeah. Um, I was looking at you there last night, the, the six of you, Tara and Alan Cochran, and you're a gas man because in a week's time and in two weeks' time, you'd be locking, you'd be locking spots off each other. And years ago, there was a rivalry that was bitter, but I think the world has gone too small now to have that bitter rivalry. So you have your rivalry, it's a healthy rivalry, it's tough rivalry, but it's not the same level of bitterness that was possibly there many many years ago is no, that is that fair uh, yeah yeah definitely like i, I suppose I, I remember when i first started playing senior and the rivalries were probably still there at that time like ourselves in bangladesh would have had a massive rivalry whereas you you wouldn't really speak to lads after the game you wouldn't really shake hands after the game stuff like that but yeah yeah you're right in recent years i i think probably a lot of it has to do with lads going into county teams and getting to know each other and as you said, it's a very small circle of hurling down here in South Carlow. Um, now, look, no offence, Carlow Town are on the cup, on the up again, and you have um, you have Nate Breed back in senior as well. But like for years there, it was only one cocker down the bottom. And yeah. Like yeah. lads go to school together. Most of the lads that play county either went to Morris or Bagmanstown school. They all know each other. And like myself and Alfie went into that last night together in the car. You know, like you, you get on with you, you go hard when you're on the field, but then when it's all over. It, you know, a text message goes out and you meet a letter point, you know, there's, yeah. there's no big deal really anymore. David, I think that's a great way to finish it. You go off now and enjoy your training session tonight. Hopefully we'll see you on the field to play. Hopefully um, get to a county final again. Yeah, yeah, that's the aim anyway. All right, listen, thanks very much for coming on the Across the Four Legs podcast. <laughs>